better you get at strengthening and being the driver of your nervous system, you can go do the new thing. You can go do the scary thing and do it on the first time and not have it feel like this massive stress event for you. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the show. I have a really exciting guest on for you today, and we are diving into a definitely hot topic, nervous system regulation, aka the science behind manifesting in your business. To come on and talk about this topic with us today, I have the expert Corrine Phelps. Corey, if you haven't met her before, is a native Washingtonian who left a successful career in luxury real estate for entrepreneurship investing, and personal development. She became obsessed with combining the power of peak performance, intuition, and purpose to harness untapped potential. The last 10 years of her journey have been a true journey of itself into spirituality, business, wealth creation, and doing what it takes to create extraordinary impact. Her mission as a hypno-breathwork therapist is to help others tap into the power of a regulated nervous system and their subconscious to unlock new levels of wealth, success, and freedom. Inside this episode, like I said, we're going to explore the science behind manifestation and how things like caring about your nervous system and learning how to regulate it help you make more money in your business. I have personally done breathwork sessions with Corey before, and I can say firsthand they make a huge difference in what is going on in your psyche and your ability to move forward and do the things you want to do and make the money you want to make. I know you are going to get so much value out of this episode, so let's go ahead and dive in. Corey, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm so excited to have you on today. Oh my goodness. I am doing fantastic. And I'm so excited to be here today and to have this conversation. It's been like the highlight. I've been like looking forward to it all day long. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because I am so excited about this too. You guys, I was telling Corey right before we hit record, I'm selfishly so excited to get into this topic because it is so interesting, especially if you're into manifestation, but you're also into the science side of things. It's going to be a really juicy conversation. So I can't wait for us to dive in and kind of pick this apart and get to get to pick your brain for all the goodness. But before we do, I just like my audience to get to know my guests a little bit in a rapid fire way when we hop. So first, I would love, can you tell the people, where are you from? I am from Washington, D.C., born and raised. It's still there today, correct? Absolutely. Now I currently split time between here and New York City. I love that. And that, I think you said your your daughter lives there, correct? She does. She lives in Brooklyn. And so I kind of had to like find reasons to like have work up there, to go up there all the time so I could visit her and, she, and so that she doesn't really know that basically I do that to, to go visit her. That is so nice. Do you like, what's the difference between the energy between Brooklyn and where you are in Washington, D.C.? 
Well, oh my gosh, it's way more, I, I feel like it's way more diverse, actually. I mean, and not that DC is diverse, but it's diverse and it's much more like gritty, less like buttoned up. I kind of feel like when you walk out onto the streets of Brooklyn or in, in Manhattan, it's it's literally like, it's like every man for himself. And it's kind of like, it really is like a jungle out there. <laughs> Yeah, I've only been there once. I was there when I was a teenager touring some schools in New York. And I felt like just an anxiety attack being outside. I was like, everybody's so busy. Like, where's everybody going so fast? I always felt in the way. But we're going back there, Moon and I, for a trip in a couple of weeks. So I'm really interested to see how adult Emily views it differently. But it is definitely almost an aggressive energy. I would totally agree with that. It is. You do start to get used to it though. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I hope that I adapt a little bit better this time because when I was younger, I was like, nope, we are not going to school here. This is too much. But what is your astrology? What's your zodiac sign and what is your human design if you know? I am a cancer and I actually feel like I'm like, do I know all the things? I think I'm, I'm a double cancer and a, with a Leo in there. I think that's my Leo is a, is a moon. And then my human design, I am a generator. I'm a one, three generator. Oh, that's so cool. I, there, I attract so many generators in my space, generators and manifesting generators. I am a manifesting generator, but I think we all, we all get along and there's a lot of us out there and there's a lot of us in entrepreneurship I'm finding is that's one that we're heavy in the field. Well, let's go ahead and dive into what we've got going on today. Cause I'm like, this is so juicy and there's so many nooks and crannies for us to get into that are so good. Everybody heard your intro prior to us getting on here, but I would love for you to explain in your words for people who maybe aren't familiar with things like hypno breath work, with somatic work, with all the good things that you do. What is it that you do and how do you explain this to people? You know, it's really funny you say it. I feel like we've had many conversations about the kind of the challenge of really taking all of this work and being able to concisely share it. But really what I do is I help people learn how to speak the language of their body and their mind and translate that into how they show up in the world. Because we oftentimes have these blocks in that communication between what's going on somatically in your body and then what your conscious brain is telling you to do. And there's this bottleneck, which then prevents us from being able to show up fully in our own personal power and our talents and our gifts. I like that. I like thinking about it as the connection there. So we have done breathwork sessions together, which were incredibly transformative, incredibly powerful. Are there other tools that you utilize that maybe we need to know for this conversation before we deep in? Or is breathwork the main focus of the work that you do with your clients? So breathwork definitely is the primary thing that, that I lead with, but hypnosis is infused in that, which is definitely a unique piece because you know there's a lot of people out there teaching breathwork, but not everybody is infusing hypnotic cueing and the power of visioning to really rewire what's going on in your subconscious mind. So that's the primary thing that I lead with. And then an additional piece is really teaching you about your nervous system, which your subconscious mind is part of that. And learning how to manage that, basically your nervous system works like a highway. So learning where you are on the highway and how to effectively move up and down it through both other breathwork practices and other somatic practices that help you kind of manage that bridge between you and the outside world. So nervous system regulation. 
when we talk about that, and I bring this up because it's a theme for the conversation we're going to have today, but also it's such a big buzzword, I feel like, online right now in the entrepreneurial space. Suddenly, it feels like everybody is talking about nervous system regulation. What does that really mean when we get into it? Well, there's lots of little branches that we can talk about that. But I think when you're listening, I'll break it down in a couple ways. When you're listening to people talk about it in the online landscape, especially in like personal development, they're talking about kind of just like being able to manage your own subconscious mind and stress, right? Which is very true. But then there's also these other aspects. Your nervous system is basically, it has it has branches to it and it's your autonomic nervous system, which controls how functions like breathing, your heartbeat and all of that. And then also it is a piece that basically, when we start looking at somatic work and being able to show up powerfully in the world, if your nervous system doesn't think it's safe, it's not going to let you do the things that you want to do. That's that bottleneck in your subconscious mind. And so your nervous system, to kind of like connect the dots with how people are talking about it and why it's such a buzzword, your nervous system is kind of like the bouncer at the bar or like your own personal special ops team. And it either can walk alongside of you because you feel safe and you're like, got your posse with you. And if anything goes wrong, they're going to come around and like take care of you. Or it will kind of stand right in front of you and prevent you from doing anything to try and keep you safe, like your bodyguard. That's a really good way to think about it. I'm go, I'm dropping in right now and I'm like, okay, how does my nervous system feel? And like, is my bodyguard popping up? But when I think about this, it's almost like, when I go to do things in my business, where is my body and where is my brain at? Like, that's how I think I kind of feel it and visualize it. I, it's interesting in this conversation, and this is why I'm so excited to have it, is to dive into it from the science side of like, okay, here's what is actually happening because it's giving me a language and everybody listening, it's, it's almost giving a language to like, well, here's here's what's happening. Maybe you feel this, but here's what's actually going on behind the scenes. So when we talk about nervous system, because I got this wrong when we were first on our doing our little discovery call about this episode and kind of mapping it out for us is parasympathetic versus sympathetic. Which one is the one that we want to be in? Well, so it's not that one is either good or bad. It's being stuck in one of those states. That's actually what's not good. We want to be able to oscillate. And that's really when we start looking at a strong, resilient nervous system, one that really works for you rather than against you. That's what we're looking for. So the parasympathetic is when we think of that rest and digest. That's when we're like, ah, everything is peaceful, right? But we could also go into a parasympathetic state, which actually keeps you like not wanting to get out of bed, right? So that would be when it's not, you're kind of like stuck and not wanting to do anything. But when we think of I guess the bad, it's sympathetic, which isn't really bad. That's just where we are in a high stress state. That means that like we got to move, we got to take action, but we need that, right? So like imagine you're getting ready to go and be on a podcast or present on a stage and speak, or you're about to step into the street and get hit by a car. That's when sympathetic kicks in and it's going to save you and make you react quickly or it's going to fuel you so that you can stand on that stage and rock your talk or kill it in your presentation or your masterclass or however. But we want to be able to know the difference and we want to know, be able to know how to leave that state. When we get stuck in the sympathetic state, 
that's where we get ourselves into trouble. That's when we're like stuck in a stress state, even though we're in our bed and it's safe and there's there's no real need to take action. And you stay stuck there and you can't go to sleep or you get so nervous when you're getting ready to do something that maybe shouldn't be nerve wracking for you. That's when things kind of get a little hairy. Got it. So it's not that sympathetic is bad. It's chronically being in it that is not good for us. As you get better at regulating, does that essentially mean you can get yourself back down to a parasympathetic state faster? Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. And that you can expand your capacity to operate in that zone, which also kind of brings you back to when you're talking about what everyone talking about it in entrepreneurship. The more we can expand our capacity, that means the more clients that we can hold, the more money that we can hold, the more energy that we can hold, and then not be impacted. Yes. Okay. See, this is another place where I'm like, now I'm getting a different set of language to talk about something that I already observe. And how I talk about that with clients, a very similar thing is like thinking about when you go to do something new in your business, it feels like this really big deal. And like your body freaks out, your brain freaks out, and it feels like it takes all this energy. And then you do it a couple more times and you're like, okay, now that's that's easy. Like now my body doesn't freak out about this. I've never thought about it through the lens of what's actually happening in our nervous system in terms of stress, but it's all kind of the same thing. It all is the same thing, really. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's expanding that capacity and your body's response to it. So the more you can become adept at that, then also what happens too is that when you do new things, that it doesn't actually impact you the way that it did. So the better you get at strengthening and being the driver of your nervous system, you can go do the new thing. You can go do the scary thing and do it on the first time and not have it feel like this massive stress event for you. Yes, and not have the huge stress and the panic with it. Ugh. Okay, my brain right now is getting really excited because something I always say that I'm like, I know this is going to be triggering when I say it to you, but this is something I believe, which is we don't have to have that crazy physical reaction every time. Like it's almost a choice to go into that state. But I'm realizing there's a bigger piece of the picture here as we're talking about this of maybe it's not a choice is the wrong way to say it. It's something that can be trained is a better way to say it. We can train ourselves to stay out of that hyper stress state. But I would like to just pause a moment here for somebody who's listening and they don't really know where they fall in terms of their regulation. What is some of the common themes that you see when entrepreneurs come to work with you around where this is coming to play in their businesses? Where might people feel that they're dysregulated, let's say? What are some common themes or some common areas that you pick up on this in people's businesses? Wow. Okay. So one is definitely like a fear of being visible, right? So it's that fear of being seen, even though you might think that that's not your your actual fear, but that's usually the thing underneath of it. The emotional and stress-related things that come up around money, which will hold people back. Perfectionism are definitely is definitely like another one. It's like being able to take the action and do it perfectly. And if you can't take it perfectly, then we get stuck in this stress state of like, I'm not good enough. So the worthiness that goes along with that. Those are three really big ones. This touches everything. But what you had made a post that 
was the inspiration for all of this conversation coming forward because it really resonated with me. You were talking about that visibility piece of when your nervous system isn't regulated, you don't feel safe to show up online. You don't feel safe to share what you have. So this is such a big conversation. And I want people to to kind of grasp the bigness of this as we're talking about all of this, because it does extend into everything you do is how do you feel in your body on a day to day? We have to create that safety. And I think the piece is we very often, and this kind of comes back to that idea of like taking action, you got to take action to create the thing. But we can't take action if we don't feel safe to take the action. And so it's very easy for people to kind of give out that like inspirational advice of like, feel the fear and do it anyways. But sometimes you can't feel the fear and do it anyways, because your nervous system is so dysregulated that the fear paralyzes you instead of being able to move through it. And so that nervous system regulation piece is being you being the creator of that safety within your own body. Wow. So, okay. Let's get into the, the like the meat and potatoes of this. If somebody's like, I need to do this work, walk me through what does this look like with your clients? What is the process of starting to flex this muscle and work on staying or regulating, I should say, getting stronger at regulating ourselves down back into the parasympathetic state? How do you work with clients on this? So we have to be able to recognize, right? So usually I start with teaching you actually about your nervous system and all of the flags that are the the pieces that are like, oh, that's what, that means that I'm dysregulated. That means I'm in sympathetic. Oh, procrastination. That isn't really like me being lazy. That's just an actual thing that's going on inside of my nervous system that actually PS is a lot of work for your nervous system (laughs) because you're kind of stuck in freeze. So it's learning what your nervous system is and how it works. I think the most empowering thing is to understand something because then you can start to tune into the sensations of something first. Like it's really easy for someone to be like, oh, that's that and that's that. But if you don't really understand the nuances behind how all of that works, kind of the science behind it, then sometimes just bounces right off of you. So I feel like really arming my clients with the real information and at the level with which they desire to know. It doesn't have to be super sciencey and deep. It can just kind of be like, this is, you know, like kindergarten level of this is your nervous system. Cause we don't need to necessarily have a PhD in nervous system. Just you're not all like science geeks like me in that way. So I don't necessarily teach it that way. So we start with that. What are some of those like kindergarten level pieces that we need to know if we haven't covered them already? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So being stuck in a sympathetic state, there's a lot of different signs. Like when you wake up in the morning and you're completely exhausted all of the time, that's a sign that you're stuck in a sympathetic state. If you feel like your heart rate is constantly racing, that's a sympathetic state. If you actually are noticing that you kind of have these like mystery aches and pains that happen in your body, like you notice that you complain about a headache like five days in a row, that is probably coming from a sympathetic state that you weren't necessarily connecting to a a place of being dysregulated. And so we kind of start to connect all of these pieces. And for people that really need the support with that, I actually do recommend using a tracker, whether it's like an aura ring or a whoop strap or a Fitbit or an Apple watch, that you can actually start to do these little check-ins in the morning. It's literally just a two minute like breath reading, and it'll tell you for you where you are. I've heard of aura rings. I haven't used them, but they seem like a very cool tool. 
Yeah, because then you can really start to connect the dots because it doesn't have to be complicated, but you'll start to see certain things like habits that you have in your day that actually impact your nervous system. Because it's not all about like this deep healing of all of the trauma that happened to you throughout your life, which is a piece of it, right? It's our life experiences that add up, but it's also our daily habits that impact our nervous system. So alcohol, if you actually start to track with a tracker, you will start to notice that your recovery is deeply impacted by alcohol consumption, sometimes even just one glass, which means if you don't get a good night's sleep and then you get up the next day and you're wondering why you're feeling a certain way or you're feeling nervous or jittery or achy or like you don't have confidence, you can actually start to connect the dots because that actually all is it impacts. And so having these data points right in front of you allow you to start to see that. The piece of data is so... I mean, I'm a data nerd, so I love to see it. I love to see how it connects the dots and I'm I'm going to go download what I need to download after this so I can start looking at this because it is cool to really play with and start to see something that came up as a question when you were talking about, you know, some of the ways that this might come up in our lives where we're in a chronic state of stress is the question of, does this also tie into that feeling of almost being addicted to being busy in your business where it, it's almost like you're in a state of an adrenaline rush the whole day? Oh, yes, absolutely. And that's, oh my gosh, that's like so multifaceted. One, because it's the, like when we do that, it is a trauma response, which is something that we have to go identify is like why that's a, a thing. Like what are we hiding from? What are we not trying to process? What are we like masking by doing that into our business? But yes, we have this hormonal release when we do this. It's like we feel validated. We feel important. We feel like we're taking action. And sometimes the biggest action that we can take in our business for both our nervous system and our business is actually to slow down and create that space, which can be extraordinarily dysregulating for someone who's been operating in a state of sympathetic because the minute that you start to come down and slow down and all the thoughts are going, the panic starts to come in. And so sometimes the slowing down then will thrust you right back into dysregulation if you're not aware of A, what to do and how to work yourself through it and the nuanced signs that are happening inside of your body. Yeah. That feeling of like trying to regulate almost feels dysregulated. I feel like we can all identify with that. I, I feel like we all as entrepreneurs go into that like hyper busy. I'm keeping myself busy state at one point or another. This is so good. Okay. So we're collecting the data. We're noticing where throughout the day we're in this state of stress. What comes next? What do we do with this data? Well, so now you now you start to bring awareness to the sensations that are actually happening in your body. You can connect the data to the sensations because that's really what it all comes down to and back to is how your body's actually feeling. So then once you're able to tap in and recognize these feelings, that's how you can start to shift your state. And the the tools that we I use to do something like that are typically breath work, longer form breath work, but then also like in the moment kinds of breath work. And then also there's some other, there's something that's called orienting, which is essentially just practicing a mindful practice. It's like stopping and noticing like the texture of your sweater, the way it feels against your skin, the temperature of your air, the air that's like touching your skin or the that's coming in through your nose, like these sorts of sensations that we start to all of a sudden brings you down and into the present. Because when oftentimes what happens when we're dysregulated, it's because we're not actually in the present moment. We're either stuck in the past or in fear of the future. 
Yes. Whenever I feel it in my body, it feels like I'm I'm really up in my thoughts. Like when I notice that I'm starting to feel in this dysregulated state, it, it feels like I'm I'm trapped in my head almost. And I do that same exercise you did because I, I go on daily walks, but sometimes even my walks are full of just being in my head if I'm really out of a, of a regulated state, if I'm really dysregulated and it's almost like the walk does, isn't helping. So I'll do exactly what you said of like, okay, what's something I see? What's something I feel? What do I taste? What do I smell right now? And it does really help bring back into the present moment. You're giving me all these light bulb moments right now of pulling together all these things that I kind of have come to on my own, but didn't really know necessarily what I was doing or why it felt like it was helping. I wish I could share this like aha moment that I'm having with everyone, but I know some of this is just lighting up in my brain. Yeah. Well, it's because your body's so wise. We all know the answers. We have the answers inside of us. Mm. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> like our body's always screaming at us for what it needs. It's just, can we listen to it? And do we know what to give it? So that's actually the next question I have for you is, okay, what are some of the ways that we can self-regulate? We know that breath work is one. Is there some breath work that we can do on our own? Or is this something you recommend reaching out to somebody like you for help with? What are some of the things? I mean, of course, please do reach out to me. <laughs> I would love that. Um, this is uh, Andrew Huberman. I don't know if you guys are like listen to his podcast or have heard his name. He's like super famous science guy, right? Researcher, uh, neuroscientist. He has conducted some studies and they've, they've come back with the physiological side, the fastest, best way for you to regulate, which is the same breath pattern that I teach in hypno breath work. But you don't have to go through a 20, 30 minute session in order to reap the benefits. It's just a couple of cycles. So that is you literally just breathe into your belly and then continue that breath into your chest and then just let it fall out. So it's an inhale, inhale, forceful exhale. And it doesn't have to be like super forceful, but like you breathe in enough air that the exhale is like, I got to get it out. And you do that for a couple, a couple rounds, three to five rounds, and it will regulate your nervous system right there and in the moment. So that would be more if you are in that sympathetic state. Probably not going to help you if you're stuck in what is called a dorsal state, which is when you kind of have those feelings of being kind of depressed or maybe you don't want to get out of bed that would be a stuck in this like dorsal state. And what you want to do in that particular case is just start to have any kind of movement in your body. Because what is happening there, it's kind of like a bear going into hibernation. The dorsal state is essentially your body saying, I love you so much and I can't deal with what's going on here in the world right now. So what I'm going to do is allow you to separate from your body because I love you so much. You don't have to experience the discomfort. You don't have to experience the pain, which is why we feel like we don't want to get out of bed because maybe we've had a hard day or a traumatic day or we're burnt out or whatever happens to be. So what in this case, we really have to do is kind of coerce your body to do something, anything. So maybe a gentle walk outside. It might even really be just as much as like getting up to walk around your house and to like put your hands maybe under some cold water to start to like bring you back and into the here and now and sort of infuse some energy into the body is the goal when we're in a state like that. Mm, so that's more of the state where you're almost like disassociating from the day. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> I'm feeling so validated in this right now and how I always tell people, just go on a walk. A walk will solve everything. Like just get on your daily walk. There's actually some science behind it is what I'm hearing here. 
Oh my gosh, absolutely. That's and the thing is too, you know, a lot of times we're in a sympathetic state and we tend to we're like a moth to a flame. We would be in a sympathetic state and think, "Oh my god, I need to go for a run," which actually probably is not going to serve you because it's actually just going to put you more into this like sympathetic state, which is why a breath work to discharge some of that energy is a really great thing for you to do or to go for a walk because it's not super taxing for you. Yes. Oh, I even remember that from my personal training days. I would have clients who would come in chronically stressed from work and I would have to be like, okay, I know you want to do like a crazy cardio workout right now, but that's actually not going to be beneficial to you. I didn't have quite the language that you're giving me in this podcast right now to share with them, but I knew like, okay, this is going to overstress your body. Like we actually need to do like some yoga and some stretching today and calm you back down. So interesting. So I want to shift this conversation into a big piece, but I'm so interested and eager to hear your perspective on all of this is how does getting good at regulating our nervous system like this and starting to pay attention to how we're feeling and doing the things that we can to downregulate ourselves when we notice that we are you know, not in a state that we want to be in, what is the connection to this and to manifestation? Can we dive into that a little bit? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started learning about nervous system regulation and the way that I speak about it now, I was like, oh my gosh, it's basically, it's manifestation is all about, about nervous system regulation. The only piece that's missing when we talk about manifestation is this safety piece, right? Because it's do, be, and have, right? So in the way that I see and way I look at, at uh, them being correlated is for you to do and be and have, we have to create the safety, right? So once we create the safety by creating this expansive capacity in our nervous system regulation or in our nervous system, now we have this feeling of safety to be able to do the things that we need to do because you also, to do them, you need to feel safe. To be them, we have to feel safe and you absolutely have to feel safe in order to receive. Yes, I've never thought about it with the safety piece in terms of being able to receive, but that is so true. That's so much of it at the core. And then when you take it even a little bit further, right? So your nervous system is essentially your bridge between you and the outside world. So when you hear nervous system regulation, and a lot of times you can look at it as an interchangeable term in terms of your subconscious mind. And so our subconscious mind is really rooted in beliefs, right? The beliefs that we potentially were given from our childhood, unless you go in to change them and to rewire them and create that bridge between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And all of this ties into a level of spirituality as well, which of course is connected to our intuition, right? That your subconscious mind and your intuition and your nervous system, in a lot of ways, they could be all three interchangeable terms. Yes. Oh, I'm loving this because I love to help people in business because this is such a question that comes up all the time is how do I feel my intuition more? It feels like this is the key. Getting back into your body, getting back into a regulated state so that you can kind of understand the nudges that you're getting, the nudges that your body's telling you. Yes. And also to make sure that the nudges that you're getting aren't misinformation, outdated information, because we also always hear this like, oh, your intuition will never steer you wrong. Your gut will never tell you wrong. 
Well, that's not actually true because if your gut is operating on outdated information that is based on keeping you safe because of a trauma that you experience that really is no longer a threat to you, your safety, and maybe never was because that's sometimes what happens with our experienced traumas, not big T, but like little T traumas, like the things that happen to us like in a relationship or in in uh, a conversation or our feelings got hurt, not like life-threatening things. So I just want to like clear the air and make sure that we're not misunderstanding that piece, but they get stuck in our subconscious mind. And if your subconscious mind, your intuition, your nervous system is trying to keep you safe on outdated information, the nudges that you're getting are actually not accurate information. It's like trying to operate on a iPhone 10 system when we really have the 14. Yes. It's old patterning almost coming up instead of like you're saying a true, a true nudge, a true ping to go do something new or something different. Yes, absolutely. So useful. All of this. (laughs) I'm like, we all need this. We all need to be doing this. You mentioned to me prior to our recording, something else that I'm afraid I'm going to butcher when I bring up, but would love to hear you riff on is the relationship between heart rate variability. All of this that we're talking about, you said something to me, which again, this is where I'm going to butcher it, but around being into a state of gratitude and how that can support all of this that we're talking about around manifestation as well. What is HRV for people who haven't heard that before? How does it play into this conversation? And let's dive in there. Heart rate variability is, well, that's what HRV is, heart rate variability. And that really is a metric, a measure of how your body responds to stress, how well it responds, deals with stress. You'll often hear it tossed around and talked about more in the athletic capacity, but it's definitely a direct connection and correlation to our health and how we perceive stress. If we're in a stress state, we're definitely not going to be master manifestors. We're probably going to be trying to manifest. We'll actually start to invite in all the things that we don't want, right? Because that's when we're in a state of like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough. I can't do that. Or I don't want this. We're definitely not in a positive, high vibrational state when we're in that state. So manifestation is not happening. At least we're not manifesting the things that we desire. We're usually manifesting all the things that we don't. So stress state and HRV definitely connected. Being able to expand that capacity, which is again connected to our nervous system and expanding that capacity. We can use heart rate variability as a metric to train our body to be regulated, to handle more stress, and to perceive stress in a way that is more like fuel and not with a negative connotation, which is then going to open us up to be able to manifest all of our desires. And another piece to that and the connection, I'll kind of close loops. We were talking about orienting as a way to regulate your nervous system, which essentially is in a lot of ways a gratitude practice because gratitude is noticing something, right? It's actually noticing it and like seeing it for its magnificence, whether it's the pen sitting on your desk being like, wow, that's really cool. Imagine that somebody thought about making a pen and now they, and then it came into existence. That's really amazing. I'm really grateful for the person who made the pen, which seems super random. But when you start to actually bring yourself into some level of presence, you can find gratitude for anything in that particular, particular manner. Well, they've started to notice or they've done studies that what happens when we actually are in a state of gratitude it impacts our own vibrational state somewhere to the tune of, I think it's like 60 meters wide. It's 
way outside of the scope of your own body. So now start to think about that. This basically a state of gratitude affects your energy field, but it doesn't just enter, affect your energy field. It affects that of other people. And your nervous system also affects that of other people. Now, when you are practicing HRV breathing, which is, it's called resonance breathing, where you can use the data points. So I was just talking about through a wearable and you can start to expand your own personal HRV, your capacity to hold more, do more, be more through this breath pattern. Something really wild actually happens when you start to tap into gratitude while you're looking and tracking that data. And I've actually played with it. So doing my resonance breathing, watching on the app, watching my heart rate variability, and it's hitting these numbers, right? And then all of a sudden, I start tapping into gratitude and the number jumps up, sometimes 10, 12 points. And why that's great is we want our HRV to be a higher number. But just imagine by your mere thought, You can change your own personal capacity. You can change your nervous system. Not only that, you can change the nervous system of the people around you. Okay. Wow. So is that like when you walk in a room and you can feel the energy of the room? Like, is that what we're talking about with this? Yeah, definitely. So that's when you walk into a room and you feel the energy, it's everyone's nervous systems. So you walk into a room and there's like a bunch of people that are triggered and angry or stressed. You're going to feel it. Okay. And same thing for like, when you go to say like a live event and it's buzzing in there, that's everybody's nervous system that we're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of crazy. I didn't know that we were at a place where that is something that's measurable. Like this is science. Yes, that is your nervous system. So HRV would be like a data point for your nervous system and what state it's actually in. Is there an app, or I know you said the aura ring, anything you recommend for us to grab and to get if somebody wants to start paying attention to their HRV? Yeah. So aura ring is going to give you some metrics on your, your nervous system. So whoop will do the same thing. I use also this app called elite HRV, and I'll actually do a morning reading every morning to tell me the state of my nervous system. So inside of Aura and in Whoop, you'll get up and it'll tell you like how your sleep was, your readiness score. But on this app, it'll actually tell you after you do, it's just two minutes and you just breathe regularly. You just like sit there and do nothing until it's like, ah, it's done. And then it's like, hey, you're in a state of sympathetic. You like woke up, maybe you didn't get enough rest, all the things. And this is where you are on the scale. And it'll actually give you on a scale of like one to 10, which then is going to give you, it's going to inform you a lot of things about how maybe to structure your day or things you might want to change. Or maybe you were about to skip your gratitude practice, or maybe you were about to skip your meditation or breath work that day because you just didn't feel like it. Well, that's going to tell you this is a really bad idea to be the day that you're going to skip that. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. So I'm sure that there's a level of personalization to this where everybody's going to have something a little bit different, but I'm curious, and you just touched on it a little bit, what are some of the practices that you do yourself or that you recommend to clients to put into place, whether it is like morning meditation, a morning gratitude practice, going on a walk? What are the some of the things that we maybe want to start working in as our daily non-negotiables to help with all of this that we're talking about? 
Yeah, you kind of touched on a bunch of them there. Well, first I want to say is that your a routine of any of those things is to like never make the perfect the enemy of good and never create a routine that is so rigid that it actually dysregulates you. Because a lot of times I think out there with everyone with this like the perfect routine and you're like, I got to do this, this and this. And then, oh my gosh, my day is going to be horrible if I don't do all of them. That is also that gets us negates the idea of of nervous system regulation. I'm so guilty of that of like causing myself more stress by trying to be perfect to be not stressed. <laughs> oh my god, same. Because you did it and you felt so amazing the day that you did it and you're like I need to repeat that tomorrow, right? And I need to repeat it again tomorrow and then all of a sudden you don't and we become like almost superstitious that if we don't that all of the goodness that we want to bring into our life won't happen because we didn't do the trifecta or, you know, uh, who knows? I could I could spend like my whole morning doing morning routines from meditating to journaling and like never get anything done, which is also going to dysregulate your nervous system because you won't make any money because you're not doing anything in your business. <laughs> so I digress. But so a lot of the things that you can do to regulate your nervous system, breath work for sure. Hypnosis is definitely another one, which hypnosis really is just meditation with a very specific goal in mind. And that's perfect to do in the morning because you're in a, a state ready to receive that in your brainwaves. Getting outside to walk, absolutely. There's also chemicals that get released. If you're, especially if you're walking near trees that are also very regulating, there's these phytochemicals that get released. It's the reason why people forest bathe. Getting outside and into just like some sunlight, putting your feet in the ground, that can be very, very regulating working out, being with people. Co-regulation is a thing. Like actually just looking at another human being and having like a connection point is something that is really important for all of us. That can be a thing that's regulating for you. Petting an animal is a, a something that can be... So it's it's a lot of different things. And I'll also add is that nervous system regulation and all of this, none of it is an end destination. It's actually a lifestyle. Right? It's something that we we have to we actually do checkpoints all throughout the day. It's not like a, oh, I just regulate it in the morning and it's done. Yes, that is such a good point. It, it, it's not like yeah, you just check the boxes and you're good. I'm just relating to my own personal experience when you said that. Of yeah, I, I do the things in the morning because I want to set myself up for the day. But sometimes I'll notice after a call, like okay, you just feel really just antsy and stressed, like go for walk number two, like something needs to happen here to pattern interrupt whatever this is. And now I'm realizing I'm down regulating myself, I'm bringing myself back down into a state that's going to be better for me to go and do and take more action from so that I'm not manifesting more of the stress. This is all so interesting. And I want to ask you a little bit about the hypnosis piece within the breath work? Because I think a lot of people maybe are familiar with breath work or they've done something like that. Like maybe they've done Wim Hof breathing or they've just done intentional breath work. But what is the difference between just doing breath work and adding the hypnosis piece to it? What are some of the things that we can do with adding in hypnosis? So adding in the hypnosis really does help you tap into the subconscious mind piece of what, okay, so the we flood the body with ox oxygen in breath work. When you do that, what you're doing is you're changing your physiological state by changing the pH of your blood and then opening the doors and changing the chemistry of what's going on in your brain. So now you're primed and ready for hypnotic cueing or a hypnosis state. And that's to go in and connect to the root of my, maybe something that's holding you back 
or to open up creativity to look from a bird's eye view to solve a problem that you were maybe looking at it from a very conscious brain place. And so the hypnosis piece allows us to do that. And then once you connect to that place, then we can actually start to create new neural pathways in the mind. And in hypnobreathwork, how we transition into that is through visioning. And you start to, once you've connected to the root, you've unblocked, you've reprogrammed, now you can actually start to create that crisp, clear vision of where you want to go. Or maybe you want to PR on a, a marathon and it wasn't even something you're blocked around. You just are trying to step into like a new thing or, you know, in that solution to a problem. If you can actually start to visualize it and play it out in your mind, now when you come back into the waking world, you can leap into action and it doesn't feel like the first time you're doing it because you have already done it in your mind and your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and 3D world action. Yes. Oh, I learned that back in my gymnast days when I was younger, how powerful that visualization piece can be. And it's cool because I've never thought about, well, I've thought about it, but not in this exact capacity or way that we're talking about it of bringing it forward into entrepreneurship as well. And like, what do you want to accomplish in your business? This is all so cool. My brain is just eating up this conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm loving how, how it's the connection. It really is between like the spiritual things that we talk about and then the tangible day to day of like, how are you feeling? This gives a language to it. It's, it's a bridge between the strategy it feels like and sometimes the intangible spiritual side of things here's a way to bring it into the physical, which is so cool. So we've covered a lot of bases with this. For people who are excited, they're ready to start paying attention to this. I want to kind of put a bow and maybe like some actionable steps on this for people of what does this mean for you in your day to day? What does this mean if you're like, okay, I'm ready to start paying attention? Does it mean you go make the perfect morning routine? Or is it just a subtle shift in how you do business? Any advice? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first piece you're like, oh, okay, now I need to start using this. One is to just start to pay attention to how you're feeling, like getting in your body and paying attention to what's going on, especially if you're in a moment of feeling resistance or you're feeling that procrastination or you're feeling, noticing that kind of like inner critic coming out. That's the moment of like, oh, what's going on in my body right now? Where am I feeling that? How can I start to shift and change my state? in that moment. That would literally be just like practicing a level of nervous system regulation right there and right then. And in doing that, notice the shift, right? So if it's, okay, you notice that you're feeling some sort of procrastination or resistance and you decide to go outside and go for a walk, well, let's not bypass and gloss over. Now, when you come back, let's pay attention to how you're feeling. Is it gone? Do you feel like you've traveled up that highway of your nervous system, even just one level, which is what you're really looking for? We're not looking for a 180 shift. It's just some kind of progress. That's where I would start and recommend. It's just like noticing these like physiological shifts. If you're feeling it and you decide to take a few deep breaths and practice that physiological side that I mentioned earlier, pay attention to how you're feeling now and pay attention to how you're feeling afterwards. We can all do this. And I feel like it's going to make a big shift in day to day, how we feel and what we get to accomplish. This is a fun question. It's also a big question. But is there anything that stands out to you in work you've done with clients around this of how this has shifted their manifestations or results that this has led people to that we can celebrate here and talk about and see how big of a difference that this can make in someone's business? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think I'm like, think of like one of like my, it's like the biggest shift all time for a client. She actually had lost her job. She had been laid off from her job and she was in a workshop of mine that she came to on a nudge from her intuition because the workshop was on releasing fear. And she was in the thick of fear because she just got laid off from her her job, but she did have a side hustle. And so basically she came to the workshop. Then we started working together. We took our side hustle from being just a side hustle to fully replacing her nine to five income. She was working at a hedge fund. So I'll kind of like let you kind of play there. She was not the hedge fund manager. <laughs> Don't lie, I'm not going to mislead you there. But she replaced her income, her whole year income in three months. And it was literally through doing this work and being able to consistently take actions that felt scary for her over and over and over again. That's really cool and really impressive. That's big results, but it making me think about how much we really can accomplish when we're feeling good. And everybody I feel like can relate to that. Like when you have that feeling of, I do feel safe in my body and I do feel really confident that I will be okay taking this action. You do so much more than when we're in that state where it's like, I don't want to face the world today and I don't know why. And so I can see how doing all this and paying attention to your nervous system really does make a difference on your bottom line. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's really, I'll I'll make you laugh with this part. So we called it her tapping into her big V energy because... Because she was like, oh my gosh, every time after a session, I like take action and I'm like in the energy and I like would have felt scared, but I set an intention and then I do it. And basically what started happening is what happens in manifestation. It's like all of a sudden you start seeing that everything you wanted and desired is coming to you because you went first. Yes. And you probably see the opportunities all around you too as well, because we just know when you're in a positive state, when you're feeling good, you see more like things don't pass you by that maybe you would have not grabbed onto in a day where you're not feeling so good. I love the idea of big V energy. I'm going to, I'm going to take that one with me. (laughs) I love this conversation so much, Corey. I could really talk to you about this all day, but thank you for coming on and sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom around this huge topic, but is so pertinent to everybody as they go through their day-to-day in entrepreneurship. I have one final question that I ask everybody that comes on, and I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Entrepreneurship to me, and you almost just touched on this a little bit, is one big game of playing who's going to go first and playing leadership. And so I like to ask everybody, what does leadership mean to you? Goodness, it means so many, many different things. And going first is is definitely one of them, but it's going first without an ego in in connection to your mission, your values, and 100% staying true to them, despite maybe what looks cool or what you should be doing that every other person maybe is doing. Leadership is your ability to like, literally to stay connected and true to that inner compass and to have your hand out to bring people with you. Mm, I love that. That was a really good answer. And it ties in really well to what we were talking about too, of being able to stay true to you. You have to be tapped into you. You have to be tapped back into your, your nervous system in an intentional way. So beautiful way to end this conversation. 
if people are interested in learning more about all of this and what you do, Corey, what is the best way for them to connect with you? On Instagram, of course, we're going to throw just a little bit of wrench in the thing here because I go by Corey, but I also go by Corrine. And that's a whole nother story that we could probably do a whole podcast on. But my handle is actually Corrine, C-O-R-E-N-E, period, Phelps, P-H-E-L-P-S, like Michael Phelps, the swimmer. So Corrine.Phelps, that's me on Instagram. Come over, say hello. It's really me. I actually answer DMs. I love getting to hear from people. And I also would love to know if you come say hi to me. I want to know that you are where you heard from me. And I totally, being a podcaster myself here, you got to share the podcast because Emily's, you got to get this out into the world so people in the corner of the internet that you know we're occupying right here can find this amazing podcast. Absolutely. Don't worry. We will link in the show notes out to your handle so that we get it all right. But uh, if you love this episode, you guys, please go say hello to Corey, to Miss Corrine at her, in her DMs. We'll link her Instagram below. Tell her how you found her. Thank her for her wisdom on this podcast. Corey, thank you again. This was such a good episode. So much value. I so appreciate you, you and your time and having you on the show. Thank you so much. It's been such a thrill. I appreciate you. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. 3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.